So, I saw something really cool this weekend. Okay. Um, there was a uh, Black Lives Matter rally. And, yeah, for me to say that that was actually weird. Um, but in Dallas, right? And there were, during it, there were a bunch of counter protesters. And the media was trying to, you know, obviously start something. It was very obvious because. They were there were reporters there that were asking questions like, well, you know, there are counter protesters up there. Are, are you worried? Are you uh, afraid? Are you, you know, you ready for the fight? Literally, the question they were asking. Like, OK, like, oh, my gosh, Smeagol, can you not try to, like, manipulate what was going on? Right. Mm-hmm. And they came up to the group and and the people, in, you know, that uh, one person from the BLM group crossed over to to them. Now, mind you. All this other, this quote-unquote counter-protester uh, group had were a bunch of American flags, cowboy hats, and, and there was it was actually a pretty diverse group, and you could tell that the camera didn't want to pan over to it, but eventually ended up having to do it. And and they sat there, and, and they came over, and, and it's like, you know, are you against Black Lives Matter? And, like, and one of the guys was like, no, we're against people thinking that we think that black lives don't matter. And the guy just stopped and had nothing to say because and that was like the most brilliant, beautiful piece of poetry ever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like nobody's nobody's protesting. Okay, nobody's protesting the concept that black lives matter. Yeah, It never has been that. Right. Because we've I, I we protest the belief that somebody would think that most people think black lives don't matter. You know, when you sit there and you tell people that, you know, all lives matter, it's because it doesn't matter what color your skin is. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care what skin color you are. Your life matters until it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I'm an I'm an a-hole. So it's like there comes a point where your life just doesn't matter to me. And it didn't matter what color your skin was in the process and vice versa. And so so it, it it was really funny. And so then. Um, CNN turned it into this heartwarming piece, but somebody grabbed the way they were originally trying to angle it and put it together and posted it up just to show the bias. But what's funny is there's a trend going on right now in that people are realizing, number one, how much divisiveness there is right now. And they're sick of it. You can only stay mad so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really can. Like, we get mad. We can only stay mad so long. You can sit there in the heat of it. Oh, I'm going to be mad about this forever, you know, but eventually that goes. And so the, these BLM people, they came over and they were like, wait, what? Because there was no argument to that because nobody's ever said that, you know, people make a soundbite and then people are prepped to counter that soundbite. Mm-hmm. But when you sit there and you say very continually, it's like, no, it's not that we don't believe black lives don't matter. It's that. We don't believe that you should believe we think black lives don't matter. And it's just like... There's so much that makes it, like, hard because my biggest problem is what are are Black Lives Matter doing? What are they doing? Oh, the organization itself is... Yeah, I know. The organization is... It's stupid. But the Mm -hmm. movement... 
what are right. they doing? Right. What is actually, what are you trying to change? And anytime you ask any of them, it's like, oh, the, the racial, racial injustice in this country. Like, what racial injustice? Mm-hmm. Do you actually know what you're fighting? Because the problem is, is that all of you guys are sitting here going, yeah, no. And, and every time that I hear about it, the same four stories get brought up. Everybody always has all the signs. I can't breathe signs. Everything is all about the same three, four stories. I see nobody talking about the fact that there are more black people incarcerated for stupid drug-related crimes that are not even big, hard drugs. They're weed-related crimes mm-hmm. and making up more of the... the uh, they're, they're more in jail than any other race. But they don't talk about that. They don't even know right. that half the time. There, there's nobody sitting here talking about, hey, you know, maybe instead of sitting here and talking over and over and over again about all these, you know, racial injustices and, and gun laws and everything, maybe we should start in our communities and actually try to fix the things that are wrong with us before we start saying that everybody else mm-hmm. is wrong for thinking anything that they think about us. Because it, it's the same reason that, like, people say that if you have anything against the... uh um, the believe all women movement that you're just you know harboring misogynistic hate inside of you and blah 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 and the last thing we want is women hating on women and blah 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 yep. I'm like no 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 stop making this about women hating on women the problem is that there are women out there that have issues and they need to be addressed before we start talking about how men are just constantly bashing on women we maybe we should try to start making it so that we're not so mm-hmm. stupid in some aspects of things and that we don't let these dumb women go out and speak about these dumb things that the rest of us really don't agree with and then go but we can't hate on them because that's a woman too we have to lift each other up no because she's being stupid it's the same thing with the black right. lives matter movement instead of going out and protesting all the protesting what first of all <laughs> so mm-hmm. instead of going out and protesting things why don't we start to try to actually make a change in the communities why don't you guys try to give children in these black communities a diversion from the things that they're watching giving them actual you know real father figures figures in their lives instead of sitting there going yeah no blah 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 it's fine why don't we try to teach the children how to grow up and act like proper adults instead of growing up and being bigger children because that's what we're dealing with we're watching these young men and young women grow up in these black communities not knowing how to act because they don't have a father figure instead of giving them another father figure that's Mm -hmm. actually going to show them the proper way of life we're giving them other father figures because well that's what's there yeah i know you're you know POS uncle is sitting here and you know he's basically an alcoholic and you know he goes out and he he you know f's a bunch of whores and does all this other stuff but it's okay because your dad was a horrible person and he left us here got me pregnant had you and he's just a horrible POS you don't even want to deal with him like oh man your uncle's 10 times better because that's that's what we're dealing with they don't have an actual father figure and then these women are going around and going hey well my mom got pregnant at 15 16 and I'm not gonna do that because I'm only going to date men that actually care about me and then do the exact same thing and then they have a child and it's just the process almost over and our, yeah our our oldest adopted is pretty much almost did the same yeah, thing because there was nothing there was right. no father figure in her life to go hey those are dumb things mm-hmm. don't do those dumb stupid things because you don't want to be stuck in a life that you can't get yourself out of because exactly. you don't know that there's another side to everything that you can get out of it we're we're literally showing all of these kids that there is no way out by constantly having all of these things show up going, ah, well, 
you know, what's the point of trying to get out of it? Because mm-hmm. at this point, you're going to get dragged back into it anyways. Instead of sitting there and trying to fight the fact that there are gangs around and try to teach your children to stay away from it or, you know, move them out of that area because I'm so tired of people saying, well, it's impossible for them to move. Absolutely no, it's not. No. There are no. so many ways out and people are just, if they do not have the dedication, the pure dedication to get their kids out of a situation like that, then they just don't and they won't get out of it. Do you know what it is? We've created a society of fear. It's it's what we've done, right? You, before we even came out here, you were afraid to move. You were afraid to make changes. Yeah, I was terrified. Absolutely, you know, and and people are afraid of this. I wasn't because I've moved so much that none of it scares me, right? See, yeah, I moved so much, but in the same area. Right, mine completely Completely across the country. (laughs) It was like, where have you lived? Uh, Florida, Mississippi, Texas, twice before now. (laughs) Um, I've lived in California. I lived in Nevada. I lived in Oregon. I lived in Mexico. You know, it's like, so, so, you know, I lived in all these different places. And I'm like, okay, so... People are like, oh, well, I guess it's not scary. Well, no, it's still scary. Everything I've, I do in life is, is scary. Stop letting the thoughts of things because that's what motivates people or stops people, right? Mm-hmm. Is being afraid of things. Like, we all agree black lives matter. Yes. But we also, but where we are is who's saying they don't? Oh, you know, well, you don't know how many how many bl- unarmed black men are killed by police each year. Yes, I do. It's 13. And you know what? More than four times that are struck by lightning. So understand that you are four times more likely to be struck by lightning as a young black man unarmed than you are to be shot by cops. Because Which, yeah. they made that number sound so big. It's yeah. 13. 13 is, look... I'm no, and oh me is still that's too many. Yes, I know it's too many, but great, six times as many people are killed by spoons <laughs> every year. That is a statistical fact. Yeah, okay, uh, it's 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 ridiculous to hear all these things, and that all of them are coming to light now mm-hmm. because it just puts more and more of that like, wow, what was going on? The fact that these things became such a big political point Mm -hmm. when it was never that big you can ask 90 percent of people don't actually know the statistics on any of it when when you were a kid let me ask you something as a young black woman when you were a kid did you look at white people and go they're looking at me different because i'm black they're looking down on me because i'm black did you ever feel like that in school i i literally had maybe like two or three times that i can remember feeling like somebody was genuinely racist or ignorant to Mm -hmm. me when i was younger but not because they knew what they were doing like i don't think it was out of malicious intent that it was genuinely like yeah no if you take it out of context Mm -hmm. a kid saying that my curly hair is weird can be racist however this kid out of pure curiosity that's never actually been close up to a kid with curly hair can be very curious about the fact that what the heck your hair is not like mine Mm -hmm. it's very different on so many levels the color is different the way that it sits is different it doesn't fall why doesn't it fall Mm -hmm. how 
do you take it out of a ponytail and not have it just like what's wrong with it i've had that i've had kids that literally think that you know it's a little weird that you know i have a big nose on my face or i've even had people point out that i have discoloration on my face and mm-hmm. people think that it's a very weird aspect of me and it took me a long time to not be self-conscious about it because i got it in my own head that when people were looking at me they were looking at my discoloration but it's never been a thing literally never been a thing i i only ever got i only ever had it pointed out to me by my mom so i just feel like that if that's not (laughs) the biggest uh eye opener to the fact that a lot of the things like that become come from somebody else telling you and putting it in your head that that's what's going on I don't know what else will. I've never pointed out or noticed things about myself that somebody else hasn't pointed out first, Mm -hmm. whether with malicious intent or not. That's what has made me self-conscious about it. So the fact that I didn't realize that I was the only black kid in my, you know, class in first grade (laughs) until I was older and it was a thing in everywhere all the time talking about racism and everything else that I looked at that class picture differently. Mm -hmm. So, I, I feel like that's that's the biggest issue is that it's not something that we just are inherently, you know, ready to have, like, you know, sitting there in the back of our heads, ready, bullet loaded to be like, oh, I'm different. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I didn't realize. Hey, yeah, me having a different colored skin in a class full of white kids made me look different and stand out. But nobody treated me differently. And I never looked at it like that until we learned about racism and slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's just. I I feel like things like that are just like I it bugs me so much because I can never change that I can never change that we're going to learn we have to learn about our history sure but I feel like the people that take it that seven steps too far going well it's not gone it's pretty much gone mm-hmm. <laughs> because any it, of those people that are dealing with it, it it's is. literally taught and and, <laughs> and a majority of that was out of pure ignorance you know it's like my grandfather was racist, right? And it's like, well, let me phrase that. My, everybody told me my grandfather was racist, right? Mm-hmm. I found out that one of the guys that he worked with that he considered a great friend was a minority, right? Uh-huh. And my grandpa hated that he loved the guy so much and loved the guy so much. I think most people, it's just racial ignorance. I, we, we've talked about before when I was in Pensacola, Florida at Pine Forest High School, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, like less than an hour from Mobile, Alabama. Like, oh my gosh, racist capital of the world is what people are told. And everybody that I talked to and interacted with, it was just ignorance. It had nothing else to do with anything else than, you know, what their parents had said from their grandparents had said from their... And everybody's like, wait, what? You know, they're not different? No, because they're told this by their grandparents and you know who were racist duh right yeah and it's like but so many people just act out of ignorance but but the bottom line is we're offended not even offended we're just there is nobody that matters there is no significant number of people that believe that any race doesn't matter it's just not a thing and when people get that then they can start looking at that and going Wait, so who's lying to me? Mm-hmm. And that's when the scales fall off your eyes, right? So with that, good afternoon and welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. It is, you know, Monday and it is Memorial Day and we talked about Memorial Day this morning mm-hmm. um, and we decided that instead of just talking about 
our weekend roundup and re- weekend wrap up. Yeah, we had stuff that came that came and happened. We had amazing brisket. We talked about all that. But we want to talk about just some things that are going on, what our viewpoints are on those things, because we just feel like they're important. And as people are starting to come more into the middle, it becomes more important for us to be like, hey, thank you. Welcome. You know, Mm -hmm. we have cookies. Have one. We're not mad at you. Just (laughs) glad you finally got here. So. All right. So what do you want to start with? Um, Well, uh, this one kind of (laughs) surprised me. Okay. Apparently, there were some Texas students that were given basically a Winnie the Pooh mass shooting book, and it's uh, a book that basically goes over the details of what to do during a mass shooting by using Winnie the Pooh and, you know, company to tell you how to deal with it. And there are a lot of uh, parents of those, you know, children that have that are concerned <laughs> for the fact that this is how we're presenting this and i think that because uh, there were there are kids as young as four being sent home with this book mm-hmm. and uh it, it apparently was a it's literally stay safe book and it was made by the houston law enforcement um and they basically the the like the the subtitles on it or if there's danger, let Winnie the Pooh and his crew show you what to do. Run, hide, fight. So seriously, yes. I I am like just. I don't even know <sighs> how to express how absolutely weird and inappropriate I feel like that's that is because I I understand that it's it's extremely frustrating and I don't want anybody to get me wrong. The fact that we have to have these conversations with our children is a problem in and of itself. The way that you go about solving that problem is not the way that everybody's going about solving it. However, don't don't get me wrong and don't try to skew my words into saying anything about how I don't care about school children and things like that because it's that's not what this is about. It's about the fact that there are proper ways to deal and handle with the fact that this is going on in mm-hmm. our world right now and there are inappropriate ways to go about it. Trying to bring a happy-go-lucky character and cast of characters Mm -hmm. to prove things like this we're we're not we're not in the 1900s anymore people we don't need the propaganda to be like this anymore children aren't stupid anymore we have the entirety of the internet they're already being exposed to all these things that are going on and things that they shouldn't be being exposed to earlier and earlier because they're the internet is more prevalent in our life now than it was 20 years ago (laughs) so I, I understand that we are trying to inform children and get them to understand what they need to do because, you know, the problem does come around to the fact that even when it came to fire drills and things when I was growing up, nobody took them seriously. Right. Now, what are the chances that we're going to have a fire in the school? And I had an exact issue of the fact that nobody took it seriously happen mm-hmm. in the pure panic that went through my school and the amount of people that were trampled and the amount of things that happened after that and the the that day was a disaster and the school got very hard reprimand from mm-hmm. our school district about the fact that we hadn't been the entire district of where I lived hadn't actually been going over what to do if there was a fire during every single aspect of where you could be during school they didn't tell you what to do if you were in the bathroom when it happened they didn't tell you what to do if you were at lunch when it happened which is mm-hmm. what happened to us they didn't tell you what to do if you were 
during passing period and it had nobody went over all the other things it was just oh yeah it's a fire drill gonna happen during second period so you know be prepared i know some people don't like it. it's loud we just want to let you know want to warn you it's like what mm-hmm. that's it, so it defeats the entire purpose yeah i understand that there is a serious level that needs to be talked about all these things introducing a cast of lovable characters is not the way to do that that is just so inappropriate to me i don't like you the fact that it's even like it 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 was an idea and then it went through it went through a publishing process edited all of that and actually got given to these children and nobody said you know maybe we should consult with the parents before we do this and like make sure that everybody's on board with this because that's Mm -hmm. what i cannot imagine a single person out there that i've been like yeah let's have winnie the pooh and his crew go over what to do no this is a very serious thing you want Mm -hmm. kids to take it seriously then bring in a police officer and have them talk to the kids on what they're supposed to do yeah not in a big class assembly with the whole school sitting there because then they're not gonna pay attention i'm talking you have individual police officers that come to individual classrooms and tell these kids what they're supposed to do because uh, until you end up in a position of that happening which nobody wants their kid to be there they're never going to be able to understand the realism of it Mm -hmm. if you're having a book with characters telling them what to do it's not gonna hit the same way you have to have the realism of an actual police officer showing up and saying what happens and telling your kids what will happen if they don't do what they need to do it sucks Mm -hmm. that we live in this kind of world right now the fact that there are people that are out there in this country that are so effed up in the mind that they cannot differentiate the from this being an actual problem to there are better ways to solve what's going on with them because our mental health system has failed them Mm -hmm. it's it's a terrible world that we live in this right now but it's the reality and we have to adapt to the reality we cannot continue to do things like this where it dances around the fact that it's a hard truth that we have to teach our children lily and tabby and anna all have an a general idea of what's going on that we're not sitting there going yeah no oh man blah, blah, blah. like we're not dancing around it we have talked about it if there is a school shooting this is what you need to do i don't care what your teachers are saying to you i don't care what your friends are going to do you need to preserve your life and this is what's going to happen and this is how you're going to treat it you have your phones you let us know i don't care that everybody oh yeah don't bring your phones out again i do not care you will let us know because i I hate to break it to people, but them telling, you know, the entirety of the school to, oh, don't call your parents because it's just going to create even more of a panic. They're mm-hmm. going to call their parents and they're going to create more of a panic. I don't know what you think is going to happen, that a bunch of kids are just, no- that nobody's going to freak out. Nobody knows how people react during panic until panic happens. Mm-hmm. So it's a serious matter the same way that a house fire is a serious matter and you need to sit there and tell your kids hey if a fire alarm goes off in the house and i'm not home this is what you need to do you can't have you don't do that with a book so why are we trying to dance around it with this it is a horrible reality but we have to be able to prepare our kids the right way where they will take it seriously and not this because this is not in any way realistic and it's Mm -hmm. just going to make a bunch of parents concerned that this is all that certain characters like their kids aren't going to take it seriously and 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 here here's here's where the marketer in me has issues right the statistician in me has issues um there have been in the last year 200 school shootings okay sounds like a lot oh my gosh 200 school shootings again we're of the attitude one is too many, right? Yeah. Okay. So 200 school shootings. 
There are 115,576 schools in the U.S. So, what percentage of schools have had school shootings? This is where it's important, right? Because statistically, you have to look at what's going to be the problem in your school. You have to. We can't mitigate for everything, but we can mitigate for what's hyped and what everybody tells us to, right? But it is point one. 7% the likelihood that a school will have a shooting, okay? What is even weirder about that is you think school shootings and you think school deaths and you think everything else. So I wanted to know how many kids in the last year have actually been killed in school shootings. And the answer is um, total was 173. So more school shootings than people who have been killed, shot and killed, right? Mm -hmm. Small number getting smaller. Um, and the hype that people are putting behind it, look, it's a bad thing. But here's how sickening this is. There is a 100% chance that a student in your school has been a victim of a sexual predator. A 100% chance. It's actually better than a 100% chance, meaning more than one victim. Why is your focus on something that is 0.17% versus educating and helping kids on the 100%? Right. Mm -hmm. And we're not even talking. We're not even going into like all of the other things that continuously happen mm -hmm. and are that our children have to deal with all the time, like car wrecks and yep. anything that has to do with the generalization of vehicles and children yep. being involved with them. Because people the biggest things that get thrown around is that, oh, man, whatever, if it was last year or the year before that or what. But it was like, oh, it's just officially school shootings had surpassed car crashes being the number one killer of kids in the u.s mm -hmm. I'm like but the problem is that that doesn't make that the number one thing that we need to there focus on because, because again are we going to start pro hey everybody has it's raining everybody get in your house nobody leave your house why because 50 people were killed by lightning last year yeah it's just it's okay there's 312 million of us and i can understand <laughs> the the understanding that people look at it as well it's preventable it's something that's preventable. This is different. And I'm like, yes, I get that. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to talk about these numbers like it's not. These aren't whole lives that right. were gone, disappeared. You can't do anything about that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And there's no part of me that is sitting here going, yeah, well, these people don't deserve justice. They do deserve justice. But the way that people are going about getting that justice is the same way that we keep talking about. Cars are weapons. Mm -hmm. They are big hunks of metal that are, traveling, that are traveling at speeds that you can't even comprehend unless you are actually watching watching it happen and mm -hmm. zoom past you and you still can barely comprehend what it would be like to hit something at the speed that that is going and people just refuse we see so many videos all over the place online of man you know cars getting flipped by a random tire coming off of somebody's car mm -hmm. and the chances of that are super super low and 
but nobody's going around saying, well, cars have to be better. It's the car's problem. This manufacturer of this car, they failed us. I mean, heck, what happened to the big, huge thing about the, all of the brakes failing in the Toyota vans? Right. That was a huge thing. There was so much of that going on. I remember the pure panic that my mom had felt because we had a Toyota van, mm-hmm. but there was nothing that was going Like, we've had so many issues with cars. Everybody has issues with cars. Th- name one person that has had 100%, you know, zero issues with their car their right. entire life. Or, like, or a car, <laughs> yeah. period. One car that you've ever had that you had for four years that never gave you a problem. And every single day. I had an electric day. go-kart, basically, <laughs> and a Nissan Leaf where the battery indicator decided it it wasn't going to work right and it lo- you everybody has issues with it but and it's like and every school has had a child who was a victim or is a victim of predators why is that not the focus that is the real focus look if, if you tell a kid hey kids we're gonna do a video top five signs that somebody's trying to groom you Right. We're Mm going to we're going to have we're going to sit down and have a talk. And first off, we're going to talk about if you're a victim, that it's not your fault going through all these things. I've asked my daughters, you know, have you guys had these things? And yeah, they had like this little thing. They did more fire drills. Oh, okay. Do you know how many schools actually have fire like, you know, burning fires during schools in any given year? No, any given year. Okay, hundred and thirty eight. 138 but that's fine to do it right because nobody wants a bunch of kids that are trapped in but kids don't listen fire drills are fun fire drills are what we all go out there you're told everybody's told don't make noise don't talk and what happens everybody talks everybody makes noise now everybody's like oh this is time to get my cell phone out you know and and all this other stuff and do all these other things because they don't take it seriously but the stuff that they should take seriously it's like hey let's talk about these things that are happening to every school, not, you know, uh, look, I'm going to say this. Sandy Hook was a horrible thing. Sandy Hook has become a political leapfrog, right? Um, Sandy Hook, there's now a website out there. It's like, oh, hey, this is why you should sign this pledge on, on getting rid of assault weapons, assault style weapons. Again, the, the wording, the first thing that they, they point out is they say every day in America, right? One in or or twelve children die from gun violence, and if you take and go through those numbers, they're right. And the majority, and when I say majority, ninety, what is it? Let's see, nine hundred. You have to okay. You have to go past day three hundred to get any of those who were killed by anybody. The majority of them are accidents. Or suicides. Those are not gun-related tragedies and deaths. People that want to kill themselves are going... I'm sorry. They're going to off them. People who want to off themselves are going to off themselves. It's a horrible thing. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's just... That's the device that they used. And that's a horrible thing. But mm-hmm. I, kids in my school, there were kids who, who ended themselves in my school. And it was horrible. They weren't they weren't banging themselves. They slitting their wrists, jumping off cliffs, jumping into heavy machinery, things like that, that these kids were doing. Um, One of them, you know, drove his car well over 100 miles an hour. And I know this because 
it happened while I was working at sanitation. And so somebody from sanitation had to actually go out there and smashed themselves as hard as they could into the treatment building. So just just crunched into it like you, you couldn't see the front of the car at all. They're, the front of the car and the front seat of the, of the car were gone. And I remember they were talking about the, the guys who cleaned that up had to actually go to therapy because it was so bad, you know. So these are horrible things, but like that, uh, the book's just ridiculous. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's propaganda for something that's not going to happen. Oh, no. Now, you're, what are you going to do? You're saying wrong. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be wrong for that one minority of schools, but can I? Get us to focus on the bigger percentage because people who are assaulted, people who are victims of of this that happens in every single school mm. are going to be more affected in their lives and are, are going to be more traumatized and are the people who need more help than, sadly, the people who aren't around anymore. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, happiness? <laughs> <Is> that, <you> know? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. So, as graduation season has come around and passed on a happier note, um, I wanted to talk about two uh, in particular, because one of them is just like, puts us all to shame kind of thing, and the other one is like, wow, really? Like this, That's how old this person is already? So, mm-hmm. uh, this first one is... Clovis Hung graduated from Fullerton College, becoming the youngest graduate at the school to receive five degrees. Hard work has wow. finally paid off, Hung told uh, told FC. He was nine when he enrolled, 12 when he graduated. With five <sighs> degrees. Wow. Tw- well, that's tabby. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like, I can't even. What? <laughs> That is awesome. So, congratulations to this young boy. Yeah, no doubt. That's like you have the biggest head start on everything. And then this one, uh, you remember Honey Boo Boo? She graduated high school. Oh well, that's good because that would have been a bet I would have lost. <laughs> so, okay. former toddler and TR star Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson has graduated from her Georgia high school. Throughout the family's ten-year stint on reality TV, one thing remains the same: their love and support for each other. So yeah, she she graduated, which is crazy because I just I like I don't know I I I know that she it's not like she's that much younger than mm-hmm. me, but it's just weird. To re- like to realize that there was a time that I was in school and everybody was joking about this and she's a whole adult now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> that's just weird. It's weird to see things like that. It's also weird that she actually still looks like she did as a little kid. I'm looking at one of the graduation pictures right now. I'm like, that still looks like her. Because <laughs> most people don't look like they looked when they were, you know, yeah, five. Yeah, it's weird. I we were just on a side note. We were we hung up a bunch of uh, the girls' school photos. Because we haven't, we literally have not made this house actually have any personality of our mm-hmm. family in it yet. Because I don't know, it just wasn't a big priority in our minds. We were focused on making it have furniture in the beginning, and now we're focused on making it a homestead. So it's like the things that we had in priorities, hanging up the girls' photos, was just not one of them. But we finally went through and got a bunch of their school photos and everything, pulled yep. them all out, decided on all of the eight by ten photos that we wanted hung up. And we put them all up, and we were joking about the fact that it, Tabitha looks exactly the same. 
Oh, yeah. Every photo of Tabby growing up from the moment that she started to have her actual, you know, face as a kid, which was around she was like two, she has, she looks the same. But Lily is the exact opposite. You could put Lily's, you know, first grade photo and her fourth grade photo side by side and you would 100% believe those are two different children. Everything nice. from Lily before she hit third grade does not look like Lily. <laughs> so I just think it's funny that it's like Lily looks like a complete different person. Because one of the biggest things is the fact that when she was younger, her hair was blonde. And then just decided to darken and she just got brown yeah. hair. Like, you know, it's so weird. It's a it's a light brown hair when she actually has, like, right now, because it's all healthy and actually her hair, no dyes have touched it. It's it's a very beautiful shade of brown that looks brown still when you're in, you know, a dark room. The Tabby's hair is the opposite, where her hair looks darker than it is in a lot of in a lot of the occasions. Her ends of her hair are just lighter because, you know, she had red hair for a while and she's gonna actually go back to it. I don't know if I, I told you that she wanted to go back to it and Keisha had a mm. bunch of red dyes. She was like, I'm not doing red anymore and I was like, Okay. <laughs> Tabby, you wanna do red again? She was like, Yes. <laughs> so she's going back to red. Which is cute because it did look really good on her. Um but anyways, besides the point. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think it's funny that there's like I look exactly the same. I feel like I look at photos of me, and you can tell like yeah, that's that's me. After, as soon as I had my my face about two, that's it. That was me mm-hmm. from that point forward. I look exactly the same, and my smile's exactly the same. My eyes are exactly the same. My face shape is exactly the same. I am the same person, just literally taller. <laughs> like. <laughs> there's small little differences here and there like the fact that I had acne when I was a teenager so my face has more a whole lot more texture than I would love to have <laughs> but it's like but no I, I look the same and it's the same thing like you, you show pictures like Nikki showed pictures of her when she was like little little and she looks very different mm-hmm. but as soon as she hit like 10 that's just that's just Nikki <laughs> this is Nikki from that point forward so it's just funny and then we've seen older pictures of Amy too and it was weird because some of the older pictures of Amy like the younger photos of her that are, that are around mm-hmm. it's like what the heck because it's also weirder because that was the time where everybody did their hair up in the big updos and I was like oh my god Amy has so much hair <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like now she she doesn't ever like curl it or anything so I've never seen her with the big updo hair so like I see photos of her and I'm like yeah I can tell that's Amy she looks a lot more like her siblings when she was younger and now like her her and alice i can't see i can't see the relation between them her what's uh the one in nebraska uh, molly oh, no yeah, molly molly, molly and her look exactly mm-hmm. the same the I can't, oldest and the youngest look, which is so yeah. weird because like they when i first came around uh, the first like big family thing that i was a part of was tabitha's ninth birthday and she had a cake decorating birthday. Mm-hmm. And so they went. we went to this place and they all get to have their own cakes that they decorate and get to take them home. And so the, her cousins and, and Auntie Molly came over. And I remember when Molly walked through the door, I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> Amy 2.0, what happened? <laughs> it was so weird. I just think that things like that are just are so funny that people can look the exact same and then there's people that look like that's not you like yeah it is no no uh-uh, don't lie to me that's not you <laughs> so yeah no i think it's funny lily lily grew into her face a lot and mm-hmm. once that was there she did not look like the same same kid at all and i'm like kind of nervous to like what if that happens to tabby but later on like she's gonna look like a different person and her all of her kid photos are gonna look the same and then like 16 gonna hit and she's gonna be a different person mm-hmm. that's gonna really throw me off <laughs> If that's what happens, because like I still have photos on my phone. And like when I talk about Tabby, when she's like the way she is in my head is how she was two years ago. She does look different, but not different enough that I can't that I literally can't tell until I look at a photo from her two years ago. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, 
you do look different but the photo two years ago is how tabby is in my head so it's just weird like lily is how lily is now in my head mm-hmm. there are still photos of her from before that like yeah i can see it but for for the most part lily is how she is now in my head but not tabby <laughs> tabby's always she's baby face in my head all the time so it's so weird that things like that happen so yeah no so congratulations mm-hmm. to <laughs> honey boo boo for graduating because yeah. you know i know that a lot of people see things like that and they just have nothing but negativity to throw at people's way when they have reality tv shows and things like that so they i remember i remember the absolute slaughter of you know words that were just criticizing mm-hmm. her when she was growing up and I mean, hey, look, she proved everybody wrong because nobody thought she was going to graduate. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, no. There was money on it. So, yeah. Guarantee you people (laughs) lost money. So, yeah. No. So, I have one that's kind of cool. Okay. Um, You know, they always say every dark cloud has a silver lining, right? Uh And and you got to look at that and go, okay, well, we've had an economy that in the last, you know, two years has gone to complete garbage, right? Mm -hmm. Well... The benefit of that, here, here's what's funny. We have progressed further in butterfly conservation efforts in the last two years by 200% over any year prior. What? Do you know why? Uh-uh. More people are gardening than ever before. And when uh. people start gardens, even when they don't finish their gardens, right? Because a lot of people, it's like it's something like 60% of people who start gardens never finish it, okay, every year. So people start things, plant them, and then just, oh, man, this really work and stop. Well, insects don't care. So insect conservation for ladybugs, for beneficial insects, for worms and vermiculture, for praying mantis, and for butterflies – because they plant their eggs, they lay their babies, they grow up and they fly off and everything has seen amazing strides, including bees. Just, you know, as another side thing on that because of gardening. So because people are gardening, we have managed to make a 200 percent increase over our best year of conservation efforts, quote unquote, right mm-hmm. ever. Just because people started gardens. That's crazy. So having biodiversity in your backyard, go figure that people suddenly <laughs> are realizing that not just having grass back there, there's actually better things to do with your backyard. Yeah. Um, and birds, populations are up. Insects, populations are up. So all these beneficial things, all of a sudden people are, are you know, hopefully going to realize very soon that holy the solution is not hey we got to stop all these other things that big corporations are doing and maybe start with yourself yeah (laughs) because because there's more of us than there is anything else right so you know if we have flowers in our garden we have uh you know lots of different kinds of flowers in our gardens we have a lot of things that bud we had what was it it was one of the a couple of the bok choy plants right Mm -hmm. went to flower we're like all right left them boy the bees the butterflies everything were just like oh and now the the cucumber is like that the i don't Mm -hmm. know what it is about the cucumber flowers but they but just bees absolutely loving being over there so i'm like okay cucumbers i got it i'll plant more Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm literally looking at okay what am i gonna start for my you know second part of my my summer gardening stuff because that's we're at that point now where we're hitting hitting that time so i'm like okay what's my my second crop Mm -hmm. of a lot of things are gonna be and yeah no i if they're and i'm still like because the bees absolutely adore when we um when we have the corn actually start 
um, shooting up all their little pollen and silks and everything, mm-hmm. the honeybees just sit there. They do not care that you, how close you get. You just sit there, and they are going ham on awesome. corn. So as soon as those those corn stalks get to that point, you're going to want to be out there because it's like they – they just not a care in the world. They're all just over there, no, and you can happy. see the pollen flowing away from them as they're just digging around on everything. Like, cause I got you know f- video of it last year, mm-hmm. but the corn last year was not uh, as successful because it was just in straight in the ground. And this year, I have them in a one picket high uh, planter, and it's already proving to be better because that corn is growing so much faster than the corn did last year. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, it's only been a couple of weeks, and they're already taller. And it took them like it took the corn last year like twice the amount of time to get to where they are now this year. So I'm like excited. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna have like actual corn this year. As last year, it just they didn't grow all the way. They had like they produced the little corn kernels like halfway down the cob, and then the end of it was just like this crippled, gross, like just crinkly, gross stuff. And I was like, what's happening? What happened mm-hmm. to the corn? Why did it just stop growing? But now I'm like actually hopeful that we're gonna have like whole ears of corn this year. Oh, I'm like, exciting. and I planted, I plant the a mix of like the, uh, the ones that are both the white and yellow corn, mm-hmm. so that they're all like pretty and marbled and everything. I'm not doing any of the like colored ones because those aren't actually edible. They're just for decorations. And I figured that w- if we did some for decoration, we could like plant it in the front yard after the sunflowers, because I mean it's the sun because those sunflowers get that tall. The sunflowers that are in the front yard are actually going to be covering our porch like we're gonna have a secluded porch because of the sunflowers and i'm like kind of excited for that it's gonna be kind of cool so yeah no i'm i'm like i'm excited for all the things gardening plant plant a garden plant flowers even if it's just something as simple as digging up mm-hmm. a small section of your yard turning the soil over and just putting some sunflowers there and then just basically leaving it because at that point if you have grass you're already watering it you may as well water it with a more productive thing spread some wildflower seeds on your lawn and just don't wa- like don't mow it like just do something because if you're already going to waste all that water keeping grass alive you may as well be using that water for something that's actually useful to the planet even if it's just replacing your lawn with clover mm-hmm. because there are so many things like that you it, it's just it's so much more beautiful and useful for the planet yeah for everything and that thrives in it i don't want to mow i like i i have i have a goal and honestly i want a yard i don't have to mow i want the easiest maintenance that i can have i'm gonna have a nice walkway going down from from one side i we're we have raised planter beds i want to have you know low growing things and it's like that that make bees and other animals happy and i want i want to be able to walk into my backyard and be like sanctuary really i really do i want you know it's like we had christmas lights up that was my favorite thing was having those christmas lights on and up and it's like yeah you know whatever i got to do to make that happen again that's what i'm going to do to make that happen (laughs) again and it's just it's so exciting to know this that we can change it you know so when people are telling you oh man you know what you know we want you to give you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to um you know conservation efforts plant a garden yeah. What are you conserving with grass? Nothing. So yeah, appearances. That's it, and and it's not even that great. Yeah, it's I love it's a, I love more. Yards. Yeah, I, well, I love more so when people have like native plants in their yard instead. Like people have these big beautiful bushes and trees mm-hmm. and things, and just this little like it's like they carved out a bit of jungle and placed it in their yard, and it looks so much better to me. People have you know they they have their fences or they have their natural fences. Like that's the biggest thing that I miss is our big huge bush line was a natural fence for us. 
Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit of forest just right there in our backyard, you know, separating us from our neighbors in the back. And it was like, I love mm-hmm. that. But now I'm like, OK, we're going to have the fence back there and we're just going to slowly start adding more and more until you, basically the garden right now is what's, you know, like if even if they did hop the fence, try to look over, they can't see the backyard because mm-hmm. the garden is there. So I'm like, I'm, I'm excited for, for more and more things like that. So. So yeah, no plant, 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 plant things. Yes. Literally, even if it's just something simple, low maintenance like clover, where it's like if you don't really care about it and you're just gonna have your sprinkler set on anyways, do clover. It's super simple: red clover, white clover, any of it. It's clover is great for the bees, and then you don't have to worry about it because it won't grow super tall. Unless you're in Texas, apparently red clover does get really big because mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets big everywhere on the on the sides of our highways and everything. Yeah. So, but, but I'm down for it. So, you know who Dylan Mulvaney is, right? No. Okay, so Dylan Mulvaney, uh, transgender, uh, face of Bud Light. Oh, the whole that Bud Light guy. Con- yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that you said that so boldly. Because okay. I literally, I'm so sick of him. I oh. literally had something else pulled up from him, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. Because he's just. Oh, no. Do, do, you know what, do you know what he just came out as? What? Attracted to women. That he, he went and came uh, out to his parents that he is attracted to women. So double zinger and you know so it's like why why are okay look I'm I'm going to say this and I do, I just don't care. Dylan Mulvaney is a mentally disturbed person. We had no problems calling things gender dysphoria at one point, right? Mm-hmm. And we had no problem saying, "Hey, you know what? You can do what you want to do because it's you." It's all right, right? You when when you are an adult, do whatever you want to do. But when you're giving credence to somebody and then they're like, "Hey, guess what? Ha, <laughs> just kidding." Right? Then this is where the problem comes in. It's like because then other people are like, "Wait, so that's a thing? I can do that? I can sit and say that I'm a woman trapped in a man's body, right? But I am attracted to women and I want to be a parent and I want to have kids." But, you know, I'm still this independent person, right? I just, it was just one of those that I scrolled by and went, are, are you serious? Like, we've, we've been played. People have been played. Both sides have been played. This person came out of nowhere, absolutely has accomplished nothing in their lives. And now is like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I like ladies. So... Yeah, I had what I had on him was that uh, we have the the former South Carolina governor who announced her presidential run, Nikki Haley, Mm -hmm. and she's in her uh, in her rallies and everything, and she's talking to all the people. (laughs) She basically had said uh, a quote: "This is not a transgender person. This is a guy dressing up like a girl, making fun of women." End Mm -hmm. quote. And you know, I I just want to. I by no means speak for all women. I I understand that. There's no part of me that's sitting there going, yeah, no, I represent all women. No, I'm not saying that. However, I'm saying that there are a lot of people that really do not like this man because it is. It Mm -hmm. is a man that is making fun of us and the things that we enjoy, the things that we do and the way that we are. I do not see this as a, you know, like, okay, for, for example, when I see anything that has to do with drag, 
I it, it, people say that oh well drag is making fun of women. No, it's not. Drag mm-hmm. is its own thing to me. Drag I can understand. Everybody that that is a drag queen it has their own flair, and they are paying homage to the way that women are while accepting that they are not women. Because that's what mm-hmm. they do. They dress up like women because they they admire women. This, what this guy is doing, is not admiring women by any stretch of the imagination. It is straight up making fun of the way that we are. There is nothing about the way that he acts and the way that he talks and the way that he dresses that is paying homage to the way that women are as, you know, as people. <laughs> he is going around talking in the super high-pitched voice and the way that he does it, it's just sounds like somebody making fun of women and anybody that sits there and is like oh well he's not doing anything to you why do you care why do you care too why is Mm -hmm. he the face of bud light because people care and i hate when people use that as oh why do you care he's not he's not hurting anybody except he's making fun of women Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i do not like the fact that he is doing that when this stuff was all happening during women's history month yeah why was everybody okay why here why was everybody, I'm going to just say it just as blunt as I can. Why was everybody okay with marginalizing women in Women's History Month? We had trans male, trans athletes, right? Mm-hmm. We had, you know, yeah, Dylan Mulvey. No, I would have rather a woman entrepreneur. You know, they, they had one where Danica Patrick, who was like a famous female racer, race car driver, NASCAR race car driver. She was there. That's the kind of stuff that yeah. should be there. Women's history. I, you know, everybody wants, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this to anybody who's like enraged right now and triggered. I'm about to just make you explode. If you want cis, white, straight males to stay in their own lane and not get involved in matters that don't matter to them. And why did you not want anybody else to stay out of Women's History Month? If you don't want men to make decision on women and women's bodies, why are you allowing men to come in and take it over? It's ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. There's just... <sighs> I, I just don't understand. It, I There's an entire month for the entire LGBTQIA plus community, mm-hmm. and it's around the corner, literally, <laughs> and yeah. we're all still trying to take over every other month for something or other. I I just don't understand if women's rights has been an issue, and you're, it's an ongoing issue, and we continue to talk about it every single day. Then how in the world are we going to sit here and let trans men try to or trans women try to take over what is rightfully ours? <laughs> I'm sorry, they anybody that is trans belongs in the LGBTQIA plus month. If it is Pride yep. Month, that's your time, not Women's History Month. And obviously there's no Men's History Month because every history, all the time, everywhere talks about all the things that men have done. So I, I'm just I, I am amazed that people just don't care and people are just continuously letting this happen for people that are continuously talking about how men keep taking over and blah mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 this and that because at the end of the day I keep seeing all the, the debates online about how trans women should be allowed in, in women's sports and all this other crap and I'm like no it, it, I, where are these people coming from I want to talk with one I just want to have a conversation 
I want to know why they feel the way that they do because yep. I, I really don't I, I genuinely I don't believe that there's a lot of those people that actually exist. I just believe that they're the loudest people that are on the internet mm-hmm. and that's what hundred percent you know, I am one hundred percent with you. I'm I am full on like nobody cares. Like I, I wanna just say that the majority of people don't care. Oh my gosh, Target, right? Pulling all of all of their all of their trans stuff and their gay pride. No, they didn't. They they just realized that nobody wanted it, nobody was gonna buy it. And that the loud people don't have money. The loud people aren't making purchases because what are people who are against that stuff or against? And, and it's not even let's let's fix that problem because that's not the statement. What are the people who are against kids being exposed to sexuality of any kind against? They just don't go. I don't give you my money. End of story. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And it co- you know how much that cost Target really quick. $10 billion in the course of two weeks. Wow. So okay. It isn't because, again, we don't care. I have a friend who was one of my best friends growing up, and he's drag, and he's gay, and he straight out thinks this whole thing is ridiculous. You know? He doesn't believe that, that he doesn't want kids around his shows or anything that he does like that because... They're kids and he wants to be sexy and feel sexy and he doesn't want to feel sexy around kids. You know what I call that? Mentally healthy. So, yeah. Anyway. So with all that, don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit. And that would be stupidpodcastoneverything.com. And we'll see you tomorrow morning on the morning grind. Until then, peace out with your peace out. Bye.